Welcome to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters from Revocate Sports. On today, this week's episode, we are going to talk about, we have three segments. And one of those segments, we're going to talk about NWA Power Episode 7 and the results from that show and the controversy surrounding it. We're going to uh, talk about other things as well. The tournament for the super the mega tourney is continuing and big matches are coming and we'll tell you the results of that super tourney leading up until the big day on the 26th that's a Tuesday when we will air uh, Fire Pro Wrestling World on a special time at 5 o'clock on Tuesday before Thanksgiving, before we do um, um, November to Remember Full Gear on the 29th on 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 Saturday, so we're gonna go through the ratings, the TV show matches, and the ratings for these shows, and we're gonna split the other one into the next segment and then the segment after that we will have the smackdown results um the smackdown ratings fire pole wrestling world friday results including the matches for um the matches for um the Mustarda mega tourney and the announcement concerning the new website the new twitter handle and also, as well, the new ranking system that we have set up still being worked on as we speak. And aspects of the ranking system will be available on both the website in the future and on the Twitter handle as well. So you will see the rankings for all of the wrestlers that we have there. Uh, or, mo or the majority of the wrestlers there. Let's start with the raw results first. These are the reactions to the show. Seth Rollins trying to make rah rah Rollins happens. He battles Andre for team role readership role, and it is just. It was just a stupid match. A lot of people just stupid, stupid matches and all of these coolness and whatnot. And then Becky Lynch faced off. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Fair faced off the Iconics from Raw uh, on the 18th. It was Charlotte and Becky defeated the Iconics. They later get attacked by Blazer, Shafir, and Duke. Then Buddy Murphy defeated Tozawa. Humber, uh, Umberto Carlito defeated Carl Anderson. Rey Mysterio and Brock Lesnar has now been officially called No Holds Barred. Um, then they had a segment dealing with Orton and Ricochet. 
AOP destroyed Kerr Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Bobby Lashley defeated No Way Jose. And Eric Rowan defeated more local talent. Episode 426 of Row Wrestling from there. Here's the results. Um, they showed highlights of the Raw. Uh, I'm not, I'm sorry. They showed highlights of the 15-minute time limit draw of Shane Taylor and uh, um, Joe Henry from the Honor United in the UK match. Um, more promos, more lethal promos, and what have you. So, it was pretty much all these promos here. The full main event for the television championship. And uh, Taylor won that match. Uh, Flamita won the next match between him and Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, Klein continues to hold the Women of Honor championship. More brawls between all the rest of them as well. So that continued there. Then Iroquan versus Marshall Von Eric ended in a illegal interference, no disqualification, illegal interference, no contest, and Marshall won the match. Then there were just craziness in the other side of the world with MJF. Alexander Hammerstone, Richard Holiday, Garini, and Douglas James. Garini and Douglas James win by count by count out. This match here between Davy Boy Smith and Tom Lawler. My goodness. That was just wild. I'm not sure about what their storyline they're going to do here, but Tom Lawler won against Davey Boy Smith Jr. We're going to talk about Triple A's card in a couple minutes from now. Then let's go to NXT first. Becky Lynch accepts Ray of Race Challenge. Um, and then Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. After there was a non-finish between the Becky Ray match with the Becky Ray match Then more interference Cesaro and Shinji Nakamura got involved in the brawl Then the undisputed era versus the revival came out There was a great match between undisputed era and the revival Uh Arrow won that match. Then, in the main event, it was just a fracas. Then, even more chaos when the NST Women, Raw, and SmackDown teams fought again. There was a... All the other odds was a surprisingly good Viking Raiders Forgotten Sons match. The Raiders won that match. Then, on AEW Dynamite, John Moxley is on top of the damn food chain after that win against Darby, 
all in in that match. It was a fantastic showing. Fantastic. Then Chris Jericho said that they are bullied the librarians with a walk of stunt. There will be a Thanksgiving thank you celebration from Le Champion. That means Turkey and all the Quebecans that y'all want to do the Quebecan for. Scorpio Sky has set up the Donald, the Daffy Duck, the Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck title match. This is funny. This whole thing was perfection. It was duck season. I can't believe if you folks were a fan of the whole Looney Tunes bit. And come on, Turner owns Looney Tunes and it's under the water media budget. This was duck season. Duck season never gets old. We hit duck season one, two, and three. It's the greatest comedic thing America has ever made in a long time. In forever. If you want to do comedy, stop from there. Origins. What are you doing? Set up the title match for next week. The Dynamite Dozen Battle Royale. Jungle Boy got defeated by MJF. Then Jungle, well, Kip Sabian by Jungle Boy. Chris by Kip Sabian. Billy Gunn by Hammond Page. Orange Cassidy by MJF. Joy Janela via Charizard by Sean Spears. Michael Stump by Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn also eliminated Jim, Billy, Jimmy Havoc. Sonic Kiss by MJF. Pentagon by Chuck Taylor. But however, Hammond Page and MJF will face off for the ring. Phoenix defeated Nick Jansen. Born burner. I felt it was RVD Jerry Lynn all over again. That's how I felt it was like. Ooh. Ooh. My heart. My heart. It did this heart good. Sheena versus Rick Baker. Great match. Good match here. Then the Dark Order Cult video, which was fantastic. Luchasaurus defeated Peter Avalon in Private Party, defeated Santa Ortiz, even though there was some BS from the referee. But a great moment came. Um, but, a, but the great... But the great win had came... But the great thing happened when they were talking about Mr. Travis. I'll explain that later in the other segment. And um, they gave an emotional scene to Travis. But something's up with their tag division. They need to fix it soon. Kenny Omega's path to redemption. There was a good vignette there. Dolby Alton is not a joke. <laughs> but anyway... But he still lost to there, and he's just like the top of the food chain, and it's gonna be, it's pretty much gonna set up um, the moment when um, him and Jericho are going to face off. That's Darby and all. Uh, I mean, um, Moxley's going to face off against Jericho, and it is going to be a crazy match, to put it in very simple terms. So let's go to the ratings, and let's start with the raw ratings. Raw ratings are here. 
So the raw ratings for WWE Entertain. Uh, WWE Entertain, they were at 1849, 7.3, 7.2, and a 6.0. Four nines all across the board for the first two hours, but at a 40 at the next one, 9.8 and 9.7, and an 80 in the, for the next three hours. Then, then it was 4.5 on the first two hours, and then the last hour was a 3.8. 030326, that's females 12 to 34, and 45, 46 actually increases on the next one, and then 42 in the last hour there. Then in the next one, it was 868872, and then it got full ratings here 0.98, 1.0, and a 0.88. They got a 22 million on the first hour increased in the next hour went back down the final hour so it got about 22 million 2.1 million viewers overall the regular season match between it was down 0.41 i think this was against the chiefs yeah it was the chiefs match against the chargers that one at 12 million, but it wasn't like last week, which went to overtime and show how good um, Russell William, Russell William, uh, uh, Russell Wilson is. And now let's get to the cable lineups. In eighth place, AEW Wrestling. 39, 18 to 49, 26 female, which means she does a draw. 52 male. It's getting better on that side. It actually had the debate for the Democratic National Convention and basically have the other three ones, the end of the, the debate and the two regular season games halved and actually tied with the Williams show that they did for the Democratic Convention. Actually beat it, actually. And the regular season one did well on that one. Didn't do too hot against Sports Center at 12 a.m., but it is what it is. 18 to 34, 25, 15 on 12 to 34. They got to improve on that one. I will explain to you why. 27 male to 34, 42, 25 to 34, improving on that side, but plus 50. 20th of 0 0.29. 8,893. I could pull it up to 9 even. 900 even. NST was in 4th place, went 129 minutes. Dirty on the 1. 22 on 18 to 49, which means... Uh, it, it, Becky Lynch, that was Becky Lynch, completely got destroyed by AEW in the 18 to 49s. That's 39. And the other one here, it was 25 to 19. That's 18 to 34 persons. On the other one, it's still close, 15 to 12. And then on the other one is 0 0.27, 0 0.220. On the 12 to 34s, 35, 42, 
that was AEW to NXT. NXT had a 0.40 in the plus 50 range, which takes its ratings to 916 because of the overrun. They ran nine minutes longer than AEW. They ran nine minutes longer and got that number because they were brawling all over the ring. Hmm. So for the first time, they win in viewers, but the win in viewers was because of the overrun and because of the old people. <laughs> but they lost in every other category that matters. And what TNT wants to represent. The other ratings were, I mean, come on now. Democratic debate, 6 million people. Then the close was at 5 million. NBA regular season at 1.6 million. Then the 11th hour was at 3 million. Then they had a debate preview at 3 million. Hannity at 4 million. Angle at 3 million. The Tucker Carlson show 3 million to get those older viewers there. You can see why the thing will get there. Let's look at the Real Housewives here. They get humongous numbers in females. 55 on the other one, 26 with 12s. And then the plus 41, and it skews the thing higher towards uh, uh, 10. 1 million 10. So, folks... Let's look at what they have for the upcoming card on the 15th. That's Guerrero de Titans. No disqualification match. This is Triple R. Wagner Jr., Drago Rush, Bestia de Ying, and Demon Jr. Hair versus Hair, Big Mommy versus Lady Marsavala. Marsavala. Marvila. Tag Team Championship, Venus Pennyron, and Henny Cole. An Australian suicide. Versus Ihilu de Vincano and the surprise luchador. TLC at Tomacos, Brian King, Brian Cage, Puma King, Murder Clown versus Pangano, Killer Cross, Torres, Chesacano, and Chessman. Lumberjack match, Fab Taya, Fabi Apache, Artigon Jr. versus Opolodo del Norte, Abidno de Negro, Ekedo Hamada, and Kira, Nino Hamburg Glaza. That's Mascara, Singara, Mr. Iguana and Demuels versus Vinny Don Jr. and Lightago. Amos, Denia, Artigo, Mini Psycho Clown, IES, and Parker Negro round out the card. This is going to be interesting because this match is between Marvel that's a hair versus hair match. That's going to be absolutely crazy. So, in the other indie matches that are coming soon, this is their, this is for other territories here. Um, they have upcoming matches here. Here are all the upcoming matches for the indie side. Um... Beyond Territory ter uh, uh, Season 2, Episode 8. Alex Reynolds will face off. Alex Reynolds, Mark Sterling, BCK versus Alan Green, the Platinum Honeys. 
That's Sinclair and Everett, Josh Briggs, Deppin, um, Bear Country versus Team C Stars, Vassar versus Jerry Gray, Nerder Dead Kill versus Team Tremendous, Chris Dickerson, Chuck O'Neill, John Silver, Orange Cassidy. So Cassidy, who does wrestle, hasn't wrestled yet at AEW, he will wrestle here so you can see that there, but soon he will wrestle. Arrowboy, Bandero, Golden Dragon uh, versus The Good Gringo. This is Freelance, The Good, Bad, and a Smiley. November 22nd versus Jake Orlando versus uh, Joe Alzando. No New Friends versus Pump Patrol. Eric Camden versus GPA. Uh, Gregory Iron versus Kobe Durst. Darren Corbin versus Kenny Sutra. Team Monich versus Team Velasquez. This is an elimination man. Space Pirates versus Work Horsemen. All Eagle Effing Page. Even Page versus Kali Ray. This is Freelance World Championship. Tessa Winners Jet, which is a short-term series for their for shoot style. Jay Joshua versus Big Murder. Mueller. Jordan Breaks versus Michael May. Uh, Danny Jones versus Scotty Davies. Ethan Allen versus Luke Jacobs. Alexander Dean versus Dan Maloney. Dan Luda versus Mila McKenzie, AK versus David Starr, Jordan Delvin versus Timothy Thatcher for the Unified WXW Unified World Wrestling Championship. Jikara don't know what they're doing. Glory Steel Page match. This is on November 24th. Mike Outlaw versus Ricky Starks. Ethan Page versus Paco. Halal Beefcake versus No New Friends. Alley Cat versus Alley Cat versus Danhausen versus JJ Garrett versus Cody Lang versus PB Spoo versus Station. This is an escape rule Steve Page match. Baracus Jake Lander versus Jake Something and Tommy Vanilla. Flip Brothers versus Lola. Besties in the World versus the North. All Eagle Eden Page versus Josh Alexander in a steel cage. Hackam Zane versus Myron Reed. This is the Midwest Turning Championship Trinal Falls Seal Cage match. And Al AJ Gray versus Kurt Stallion. Progress Chapter 898. May I play Devil's Advocate for a minute? Do Not Resuscitate versus The Nick. Danny Dugan versus David Starr. Destination Everywhere versus FSU. TJ Cooper versus Travis Banks. Jeannie versus Tony Storm. This is the number one contendership for the Progress World Women's Championship. Paul Robertson versus Timothy Thatcher, Progress Protest Championship, and Danny Birch and Ollie Ogan versus Jordan Devlin and Scotty Davis for the Tag Team Championship. RPW Championship. Brandon White versus Ray Narita. This is J. Cole 2019. Glass versus Teddy Terrace Tessa Blanchett. Amazing Red versus Pac. Michael Oku versus Rocky Romero. El Vantismo versus Sanja Volta. Barabo Canero versus Robbie Eagles. Moonlight Express versus The Legion. This is a unification match for the RPW Tag Team Championship and the SWE Tag Team Championship unification match. And then the finals for the British Cup, J Cup 2019 finals. Then in the then it will show results for all these other things from case side seats and whatnot. So that's pretty much what happened and what will happen in the upcoming weeks. 
leading up until Thanksgiving night. All right, folks, we're going to talk about power, NWA power, and the situation with Jim Cornette and other things that concerning him on the next segment of Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. We'll be back right after this. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports. The views in this commentary not the views of Rebel K Sports or of the this particular podcast and they are not to be seen as such. Before we begin what we have to what I have to say personally, I want to give a rundown of what happened on NWA Power 4. This week. First match was Nick Aldis. Versus Trevor Murdoch. And. The incident happened there. It didn't happen in the actual. In the actual match. The statement as it were. And the match was fine. Nick Aldis won. Donda Rosa and others entered into the match. The Ricky Starks was facing off against the question mark, which has become popular. And now that led into a tag team match, which was the main event of the evening, which question mark won that match. And then... There was whole segments concerning about other wrestlers such as Eli Drake who attacked Ken Anderson. And then Dunder Rosa defeated Kay and the others. And then Melina came into the match. Melina, which we have not seen in a long time and seems to be working with Dunder Rosa and Marty Bell. <clears throat> As a show, that was the beginning of what I felt as though as a staple of what um, NWA Power could be and what a future NWA television show could be. That was the beginning. But folks, let's be fair. We know who Cornette is. He did some work in MLW, and for somehow, in some way, his more controversial comments never got past there. They knew who this guy was, and they knew what his allegiance lie. But one of the biggest reasons this industry, well, the wrestling business, is 
in a crossroads roads at some point is the inability to accept what the nation is becoming it's somewhat related to why the wwe does not respect men anymore and the things that russo is seeing the things that Melser has saw and the things I will mention Cornette here. Cornette has saw in each of their podcasts. They just don't worry. And I know the answer, but the answer is simple. In this honest man's opinion, in this honest, honestly, they don't respect men anymore. And you have seen it in the way that they have promoted their men over their women. The women have a war games match for the first time. And everything has been set up into this particular hole that everybody has to go through. I think people need to recognize and realize That you have no clue and no idea how to promote and how to succeed in this business. And the fact that you continue to go to Cornette, whose ways of looking at life are extremely dangerous now in the onset of the realities that we now see in American life is absolutely unfathomable to me. One of the biggest reasons why AEW exists is to prove Cornette at one end and Vince Russo at the other wrong. They did it with Dave Meltzer. They had to prove these three men wrong. And the unfortunate reality is is that each of those three men have all lived in the same wrestling bubble and have seen certain things in the wrestling bubble that they cannot get away from. But one of them is more positive, that being Russo, is trying to help people to get out of that bubble because... He's a changed man, that sort of thing. And that's understandable. But what hurts everybody, and what hurts a lot of people, is that they don't see the changes people really truly make in order to become better. And that is why a lot of these companies are still faltering. It is one of the major reasons 
by the women's division in both major leagues are experiencing growth in certain ways. And it will become apparent in the future, not now, but in the future, that there is no way out but a female-focused wrestling division or a female-focused wrestling promotion that is willing to take the risk in order to bring people to them. Now, why does this have to do with Cornette? It's very simple. When you look at what's going on in the WWE right now with Bobby Lashley, what was the original reason Bobby Lashley came? The original reason for Bobby Lashley to arrive was to face off Brock Lesnar. It was supposed to face him off at SummerSlam the year that he came back. It was um, 2016. SummerSlam 2016. That was the original reason. He went through the runaround. To the point where now he's in a cuckolding storyline with Laura, with Lana, and Rusev. But he was supposed to face off Brock Lesnar. I just want to let y'all know that. What was the original reason we brought Bobby Lashley here? The original reason. We wanted to see the two Titans fight. Sometimes the story just sells itself. We want to see the two Titans fight. But the WWE can't do that. They don't respect men. And if you see with ACH, with Jordan Miles, they don't respect African-American men in particular. Now, Booker T can say whatever he wishes to say. And it is true. And there are some things Booker T will say these things and try to be as honest as possible about them. But the fact remains they don't respect and it is a sad reality of it. And now on now for better or for worse and in my opinion worse because it's somewhat related to the things that Cornette believes unfortunately a lot of African-American wrestlers and those in the whole thing have stated that we want once ours. Do I blame them? No. I don't blame them because the unfortunate truth is you have talented men like Vince Russo and Cornette and these talented men one has been blocked or has been lied to 
But because of the way he, or what he believes in, he's denied opportunities to come back or which is not to come back because of the way they play games in this business, even in AEW in unfortunate terms. If we saw with Cali Ray and all the rest of them. When it comes to Jim Cornette, his mouth defeats everything that he does every single time. And people are wondering how are you going to sell tickets anymore when the only people who knows how to sell tickets and the only folks who understand how to sell to get people involved in the business are denied opportunities or do not want to be a part of these opportunities because of the backstabbing these people are doing on the side, especially to a lot of these to a lot of black, Latino, and Asian, most importantly, the Japanese wrestlers, as they were, as they are. And it is sad to see that. You have to understand something about Mr. Cornette. <clears throat> and you have to understand why this man survived all the way through to this present day. It is because, unfortunately, he knows how to talk the same type of talk that a lot of people talk about. He knows how San Wrestling works. He knows about the old system. He knows about the glory days of Memphis wrestling and the Bon Eriks and all the rest of them. He got a wealth of history that cannot be competed against nowhere else in any entertainment medium. This man knows what he's talking about. The only people that know more than him when he, what he is talking about, Leonard Maltin and Jerry Beck. But you know the difference between them and them? Jerry Beck and Leonard Maltin are good men who know how to treat people with respect. And Jim Cornette does not. The only reason why Mr. Maltin and Jerry Beck don't have any sort of power in Hollywood is because Hollywood has always been red. As in leftist red, kindness, whatever you want to call it. And they don't respect men with families, with an understanding of morality. They don't respect that. And that's partly the reason why Russo is no longer in the wrestling business outside of consulting and trying to people help people on Patreon. And that's fine. And that is his idea of what he can do to help the wrestling business because he made money on his Patreon. He loves doing what he's doing and that sort of thing and talk about the business and and what and, and, and what that and what the world have you. And then preach the gospel and the whole lot of it. We're not going to have Vince Russo anymore. We're not going to have Jim Cornette anymore. 
We may not even have somebody like a, a Dave Meltzer anymore in the future. What are we going to have in the reality of the situation is you're going to have water culture. You're going to have marks upon marks upon marks. You're going to have PWIs. You're going to have former um, wrestlers talking in podcasts and whatnot. You're going to have those men. You're not going to have those three men anymore. You're not going to have it. And it is for one simple reason. It, the reason is simple. With these three men, even though Meltzer has said we don't live in this time period anymore, and I under and that's under the these three men, if they stayed in their lane and respected people, we would not have Lashley going around trying to be with or hook up with a married woman and this confusing storyline with Rusev. Even if Rusev brought the storyline, it would have never happened because there would have been other ways to tell stories to get people in the seats to buy tickets for pro wrestling. Other ways. I think the realization that people need to recognize is that you have to accept the fact that the people that know what the world are talking about are not going to give the talent to you. Are not going to give that information to you and that information worked in one sense as a story, worked in one sense as what was American life in the past, but no longer exists anymore because the America of Jim Cornette, the America of Vince Russo, and the America of Dave Meltzer no longer exists in its current form anymore. And that is the reality of the situation. And it is because of this that Jim Cornette left. That Jim Cornette was ultimately fired. This has nothing to do with it. And, you, and Jim Cornette knew this. And if Jim Cornette knew that he wasn't politically correct, NWA set themselves up as the anti-AEW. All the fruit away. They set themselves as the liberals that were cast out of what we now call consider um, thought of the Democrats and what have you, if we're talking about politics. They said they were real men in the age of cosplays and all the rest of it. But the reason why the cosplayers became the cosplayers is because they were the only ones that brought an aesthetic that was completely different from the aesthetic and the realities of what they suffer through in this country. And that is the reality of the day. And that was, and that's the rap industry. That's Makeup industry, fashion industry, new new fashion industry, that's 
Jeeva culture and um, camp culture related to drag culture. And none of these three men, maybe Meltzer in a historical contest accepts it because of that. But the two men, Vince Russo and the other runs, don't accept it. And that's why they're not there. But they don't understand that the youth have moved towards that direction. And they're not willing to accept it. They're not willing and they refuse. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I saw on episode seven of Power was some of the best wrestling entertainment, entertaining episode we have seen out of the new Billy Corden in WA. That one comment should not, should not be the black guy towards power. But this is the problem. Nick, all this and Mr. Storm needed Jim Cornette more in order to promote the fact that they are men than Cody Rhodes can do the same thing with Scorpio Sky. When it concerning Jericho and the whole thing. I'm telling you, that is the reason why this is a bigger disaster than people realize. This thing was pre-taped. And nobody in their mama knew what was going to happen. And as soon as his enemies found something they had to say, as um, Meltzer has correctly pointed out, as soon as he has a lot of enemies, and as soon as the enemies went after him, he was done. And then they went, and then he had, went after Justin Rhodes and called him, well, he might be the Pred King. He looked like a Pred King. Does nobody understand that Jim Cornette is a liberal? And he's saying the things that he's saying? It's almost unfathomable to me. Especially now with the whole thing with what makes. Left, left, and what have you. I'm not into the whole political things. That's why I said none of the words here reflect revocate sports or what we do for Papa Wrestling World, the specials, or whatnot. Nothing to do with this. And it's outside of the purview of the radio show. But do you understand that this man believes in the things that he believes and then says the things he says, not one time, not two times, but almost all throughout his career and continue doing it when it started to become non-acceptable. Political correctness is a humongous problem that all races are facing.
the reality of the situation is becoming that there are going to be certain things that are now accepted that weren't accepted in the past and there are certain things that were accepted in the past they're not going to be accepted in the future regardless of whether people believe in free speech or they don't but the historical context and all of these things have been going on for years especially with Cornette and it has reached a point now with the storyline with with Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley, that he is not going to face Brock Lesnar anytime soon. The situation with Jordan Miles, ACH, and him taking indie bookings now that he quit the WWE and whatnot. The whole concept of representation in the women's division and whatnot that CM Punk is talking about. The moves and the talent and positions and whatnot. Who should be a heavyweight and who shouldn't be a heavyweight? The lack of credible... I wouldn't... Ethnic superstars in the majority... Of these particular industries, with the exception of the women's division in both leagues. It became apparent to me after watching the show. After hearing what this dude, after looking at what he said and the whole historical contest of why he continues to get a job after everything that he has said and why Russo has been demoralized to the point that he won't work to help these guys become the superstars they want to become. In either division, showcases the major biggest problem this wrestling business has. You have the talented men there. You saw what private party can do. You saw what Moose looks like. How far Rich Swan can go. You know Isaiah Swerve. And what he can do. In both the Japanese and independent circuits. We know about MVP. He and Ken Anderson was supposed to be mid-card to top-card at this particular point in their careers.
Azuka was denied her chance to face off Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Undefeated streak versus undefeated streak. Miss Belair can hang with the Japanese wrestlers that they got from stardom. Io, Kari, Azuka, and can hang with them. Despite the 15-year talent deficiency, all of the female division has UK or US. In Mexico, it's five years. They're 15 years behind. And you see with Brett Baker. Every time she's fighting against it, then she is 15 years behind and it's not her fault. These men had a way of seeing things they used to work at one particular time. Only one man has changed, and they don't want him back because he's a Catholic, he's a Christian. This man continues to get chances become upon chances because they he believes in with, with Cornette, he believes they believe the same thing that they believe as liberals. But Cody Rhodes called their called Melser's bluff. And now he has a television show in eight. He has a television show on TNT and he's promoting Rick and Morty. And Rick and Morty's getting two million every damn week on a Sunday. He broke out of the wrestling bubble. No one is willing to get the balls to get them out of the wrestling bubble by stop hiring this man knowing what he is. And to forgive the other one because he's trying to change. It is a sad and unfortunate sight that the best wrestlers in the world are not given a chance to win titles and sell tickets. Kofi Kingston held this title and was protected for six whole months. He couldn't sell a ticket. That is the legacy, unfortunately, of Jim Cornette. That's the legacy of Jim Cornette and the wrestling business. Kofi Kingston, same size as, uh, as um, Shawn Michaels. Nowhere near the similar moveset. The baby face of baby faces protected so hard, wasn't even pinned once. He couldn't sell tickets for six whole months because they didn't want to listen to Russo and how to know how to bring about him to take him to the next stage. That's them hating Russo, and them accepting Cornette's life, Cornette's way of looking at things, because they're liberals. Or they see themselves as more 
egalitarian. I don't know what to tell y'all. I don't know what to tell y'all. But this hurts. It hurts a lot with power. It hurts. Because this is not the way things should be. All this does is hurt everything. Because now everybody has to step back and realize that the person they need is the person that's going to say these words again and again and again. You know who Cody Rhodes is. You know what he believes. And it will be a matter of time when he is proven correct. A matter of time. But he could still lose. Because they don't respect men no more. He's lucky he got the boys back. And the, and the fans got his back. And he knows and he plays up to it. He's the only millennial old people respect because he changed the world on his own. They will come to him and not to Jim Cornette. Not anymore. And nor they should go to Jim Cornette. Whatever you believe that he's correct and he's correct on certain things and whatnot, his mouth destroys everything he touches, everything he works for. But Russo's pen has helped everything he touched and everything he worked for. So tell me, folks, what are you going to do? When the three people that have the talent and have the knowledge and have the history all live in a similar bubble, but one wants to get out of it, one is still in it, and one takes too long to explain it. This is the reason why Nick Gage and his peop and his and his connections with GCW. And the way he's doing his business, if people look at it in the way it's looked, if he knows what he's doing, he will change this business for the better. If he knows what he's doing. And I hope he does. Because we can't have hypocrites in this business anymore. And there could be a point that stardom wins the whole world and Hannah Kimura becomes the biggest star in the history of the wrestling business. There could be still be a chance. But look at what it is. Jim Cornette and his mouth continues to hurt 
the business he so loves. We'll be right back with more of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World in just a moment. This is Jason Matters from Revocate Sports. This is Revocate Sports. See us on Instagram at Revocate Sports. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. Welcome back. It is Fire Pro Wrestling World, the unofficial radio show. This is Rebel Cage Sports, and this is Jason Matters. My goodness, we had some good matches last yes on the on before this segment started on Friday's episode. A Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, we had some good matches. And the first one being uh, Blackheart, that's Soshi Blackheart, defeated um, Momo Watanabe by knockout in 14 minutes, 29 seconds. Von Erichs won over Bullet Club, getting back into winning ways in 17 minutes, 41 seconds with the Iron Claw. Riho couldn't take Four women's rights by Lacey Evans. 11 minutes, 36 seconds, ladies' right. And then Ronan and, Dar Ronan and Ronnie Osaway defeated the Singh brothers in an interesting match. A lot of people like this one with the Dragon Sleeper in 18 minutes, 3 seconds. So that leads to the Tuesday episode for Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, which will air on a Tuesday. It's the Go Home Show before November to remember full gear. It will be Blanchard versus Evans in the first match and ACM versus Blackheart in the second match. I expect that the latter match will be switched. That will be the Evans-Blanchard match will be the main event and the ACM-Blackheart match will start first. Injustice will face off Rapunga 3K that's showing yo. And Terry Heck and Mr. Hawkins will face off the amazing um, one other wrestler there, but I spent shenanigans at the end. And then we will let you know on how Full Gear will be set up after that show. Remember that Full Gear will be the pregame show of Full Gear starting at 7 o'clock. Starting at 7 o'clock, we'll start with a pregame show starting at 7 o'clock. That is the buy-in. Four matches will be on. And then after that, it will be... We have Liger versus Ronan. Tim Storm versus Dustin Rose. Undisputed Error will try and get back the titles. This time with the help of Adam Cole. Private Party will be facing off El Luchador and El Calvinas. It will be Tommaso Clampa versus Jay White. Rena Ezra versus Bay Presley for the women's title. The winner will face off the winner of the Stardom Mega Tourney title for the, for the Stardom Universal Women's Championship. Ken Anderson and Coco Bannon will face off against Cobra, Mr. Cobra and Trevor Darius. Mayaton A versus Rage Cage 3 will be the IWP Junior Heavyweight Championship. And Daichi Hachimoto versus Kenny Omega. They will face off in the junior heavyweight in the heavyweight championship. And Omega is a little bit still a little bit under the 
gun after that fantastic match he had against um Moxley, which ended with him losing by bur burnout, and then Moxley finished him off. So let's go to SmackDown. And craziness abound in SmackDown. First half of the hour wasn't as good as the second half. But we did have a good women's match between Shasha Banks, Ray Ripley, and Charlotte Flair. Ripley won the match by pin when Charlotte Flair used the figure eight on Sasha Banks. And then the brawls continued. NXT pretty much stayed out the way. Then the Undisputed Era surprisingly defeated the Heavy Machinery and the New Day in a four-way match. Bailey was attacked by Shauna Blazer, but Blazer had the upper hand. Jamie Zayn introduces the Intercontinental Championship. Bray Wyatt was called out during a match between The Miz and Daniel Bryan, which led into a no contest. And at the end of the show, well, actually, in the beginning of the show, there was Brian Corbin trying to say, where's the locker room readership from Roman Reigns? What the heck have you? But then at the end of the show... The final brawl came and everybody started fighting. CM Punk chants at Rollins. But Kevin Owens was nowhere to be found. Finn Balor was nowhere also to be found. They brought out the DS tank. Then the big dog started fighting all over the place. It begins. Survivor Series countdown begins. Second hour was better than the first. The second hour was way better than the first. So that is the matches that took place on Friday. And now let's go to the ratings. Last week, let's start with last week's ratings first. Friday Night SmackDown got a 2.309. 2 Had a 5 in men. Was 0.4 in the adults. 18 to 34. Had a 0 0.7. 18 to 49. And 25 to 54. 1.8. Now this week, this week, they stayed at an old, they increased their ratings to an 05, increased their ratings in 18 to 49 to an 08, and got a one even. They tied Blue Buzz and Magnum PI one even. Had a three with women and men, 18 to 14 men, 18 to 14 and six, a three and a two with adults, 50 plus. They got a 2.6, which means their ratings increased by at least 30 
300,000 viewers for the NXT fight. No difference between the two hours, but it went down on for the adults 50 to 0 once the NXT people ran rough shot on the other one, one of them, and you can see the ratings lost there. It went down to a 25 even, so they only got a 2.6 there. Other news that we're going to discuss MLW has re signed Lawler. Uh, Opera Cup has been officially announced. Let's sh show you this now. Um, Shinro Otani will face off Davey Boy Smith Jr., Hammerstone versus MJF, Timothy Thatcher, Richard Holiday, Brian Pillion Jr. versus TJP. Mance Warner will face off Count Falls Count Anywhere on December. And there's a whole lot more concerning that. So Lawler will stay at MLW for a particular time period as well. And then it's talked about what happened on Impact and so on. So it just uh, for nomenclature. Rascals defeated Hidesi Hitzcard Diners and Reno Scum in a four-way tag bout. Jordan Grace defeated Taya and Johnny E. Bravo in it. Johnny E. Bravo in a two-on-one handicap match. Moose defeated Daga. Rich Swan defeated Moose. Rich Swan defeated Mark Elgin. Cage defeated Rick Swan. And then Tessa Blaster pinned Cage. That was um, the upcoming match that happened there. So that's pretty much it on that side as well. Okay, folks, uh, let's get into something of a question, if you want to put it that way. The question is, what is the style of AEW after seven weeks and none of their heavies have shown up? And I mean the ones that weigh more than 230 pounds. Well, only one of them showed up. He's 260 pounds. That's Billy Gum, but he's semi-retired. Semi-retired. Okay. Um. And they just announced that they have started their training program with QT Marshall in um, Florida as well. Just to have one more final one concerning that um, particular thing. I'm going to discuss this whole Guida thing as well, but I think I discussed it last week. Um, what is the style for AEW? Um, a lot of it is lucha based, of course. One of the their main announcer being uh, Excalibur, and he is considered to be a luchador. He puts on the mask, that sort of thing. So yeah, Excalibur. Is it and it is a more of a lucha based product than many people will want to consider. But we have no idea what the actual heavyweights fight like. And what we're beginning to see is they're not too sure as well how their matches will go. Um, I think here's the problem. 
I think they need to accept the fact that they're like all Japan. Not necessarily New Japan. Because if they're New Japan, they'll have that type of style there. But they need to accept the fact that they're more like all Japan than they are New Japan. And I be and you begin to see some elements of that particular thing there. Another major problem is sure you're gonna have big guys, small guys soon, but we haven't seen any of the big guys fight. And they need to start showing them. It's not that we don't like it's not that it was not about Chris Jericho. It's not about nothing about Cody Rhodes and all the rest of those things. It's nothing to do against them. But Jake Hager and you have Wardlow and you have Luchasaurus and they're all in the six foot, six three, six four, six 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 seven range. They need to show their style, and it's nothing against them. But folks, look, it's simple. I mean, except the fact that you're Lucha Road. If you look for the history of the bit of all Japan and New Japan in a way, and their biggest stars in the way they fought, uh, they fought luchadors. There's nothing wrong with that. They fought the luchadors. They fought the Mexican wrestlers. They had to find out ways to get around how they're they're on unorthodox style, but they fought the luchadors. So why not accept it? You got by uh, uh, luchasaurus who can do, who can be both big man and do lucha moves, just like many others have done in the past. I don't understand why everybody's scared of calling themselves Lucha Kings Road or Lucha Road. I'm, I I don't understand it. You got to accept it because this is the style y'all want to promote to yourself. And look, we saw what happened last week on Wednesday. That was bond burnt between um um between uh, Jansen and uh, Phoenix Ray Phoenix. You saw what happened. There was bomber. It, it, it that's RBD Jerry Lynn, folks. Come on now, I, I was born with that. That's that's proof of sin. But you gotta accept it. And I don't know how they're gonna accept it because now you the only guy that I know that can beat the big stars is John Moxley. The problem is with the day we haven't seen Jake Hager. We have not seen Wardlow. What you're doing in the female division is interestingly enough, but you're not giving them enough of a time to show up. You had the smaller star win her first title. Win the title, become the first one to win the women's title. Mostly out of respect for Rossi, of course, but... Let's not go there. Mostly out of give, you know, give Rossi girl a chance. She'll prove herself, and she proved herself against a much bigger Nala Rose, who fought in Japan. Now, they're setting up the big match. Either her 
or a future match between her, Sheeta, and possibly Asia Kong. That's what they're setting up. Asia Kong hasn't fought yet. They want squashes. It's okay to have a squash. You lose your road. Look through the history of AJ, AJ uh, uh, of All Japan Pro Wrestling. You saw Giant Baba. Giant Baba had to deal with Luchadors. He was the biggest man in Japan until others came around. Come on now, please. Don't do this to yourselves. This is the reason we did. When everybody wants NXT, this is one of the reasons why Byron Alvarez loves NXT. NXT will have big guys, small guys, all these other things in a division of the WWE that tells okay storylines, but it has some of the great action we have seen in a long time, and they're going to step it up in war games even further with the women's war games, which is one of the first ones ever done. And then, well, there have been other types of war games matches with women that have been done in Japan, but it has been very rarely done. And in that particular sense, you have to have those type of matches. So I don't understand why AEW needs to accept the fact that they are Lucha-based, but they have a King's Roll style of building up towards fantastic finishes. There's nothing wrong with that. Mid-South Wrestling, his father's promotions, they worked so well in Japan. Look at all the wrestlers that the Book of Man which they call Dusty Rhodes, and all the rest of them had in Japan, and all of his wrestlers had in Japan, and look how their styles meshed. So come on now, it's not, it, it, it is what it is. They just got to accept the style, and there's nothing, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it, but there's something to think about there. Other things, news that I have to talk about is what's going on with ROH Ring of Honor and what has happened with Kelly Klein. Recently, there was an incident that Kelly Klein had a was went uh, was in a wrestling was in a match and got herself unconscious, and it was uh, she was in the hospital for a couple of days. And to make sure that she was all right, there was no other infections. Some say it was close to her sp something. At, at her spine nearly got tinged a little bit. So they had to keep her overnight. And then in the most despicable acts I've seen this a company do these days, they pretty much demailed her and said that we will be no longer of need of your services after... December 31st. Um, and this is just sickening. Absolutely sickening. And that's just disappointing because that they were going to start building that women's division there. They gave Wawani the title. 
They let her fight in Japan. They, they give her some success and all the rest of these things. It's fine that and she went into a close match. Didn't win the title back. Okay. No major injuries and whatnot. But... And I know Kelly Klein is not the best worker in the world. But the unfortunate reality is for her to have that type of uncon to be unconscious and to have that type of thing happen to her and to just say, we no longer need your services after a certain day while you're in the hospital and they just email you like that is nothing short of pettiness. And, and that's absolutely disgusting. Truly, absolutely disgusting. So, I don't want to leave you with that sad note, but that's the unfortunate truth. We have to leave you with that. Um, next week, uh, we will have a short show next week. We're just going to pretty much go through all the... It will actually be a delay on it because it will be trying we try and because the way things are is that they will try to have a friday show there we did our show on tuesday so we will have most of that and then we will have all the results from the takeover survivor series the raw after the survivor series our show and the wednesday show all on that day, the ratings will be delayed until at least Saturday. So on that Saturday, I'll try and see if we can get it done before the pay-per-view starts and we start and uh, the sh and Revocate Sports does the pay-per-view. We'll try and get the whole recording done. And then we'll do the pregame show after the pay-per-view is over so everything can be put into a nice little bowl before we start the December run all the way through to the Wrestle Kingdom and the other big show of that day. So, just to remind all of you that on Tuesday on our, on our guys' channel, we fire for Wrestling World Fridays. The two semifinal matches and the two other matches we have announced again. It will be the Miz in action with a tag team partner. Jerry Tech and Mr. Hawkins in Justice versus Rapongi 3K. That's showing yo. Tessa Blanchard versus Lacey Evans. And then ACM versus Chelsea Blackheart. That's the matches for that day. And it will lead into Saturday's. Pre-game show, the buy-in, and the main show, which will be November to remember, full gear on November 29th. And we will at least have this show ready by the 30th of this uh, of November for all the results from those days and the ratings from those days, if we can get them. If not by that Sunday... At least some of it will be available so everything can be on that particular keel. Thank you for listening to this unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. For news, highlights, and a lot more, check us out on Twitter. We are now at Revelcade Sports on Twitter. 
We are Retrocade Sports on Instagram. Our website will be available by the end of January. Hopefully, it will be gurugothic.com slash Sports. I hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. We will try and get this the new the episode on the air by that next Sunday for next week's show. For all of us here at Rebel K Sports, this is Jason Matters. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you guys for a just a shortened episode next week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys soon. When you look for champions, you always look to Rebel K Sports.